Here comes the sun. As we did today's podcast, as you'll hear, in the upstate of South Carolina, it is a beautiful day. We're looking at highs near 80, the sun's out, and we just have to remember that this too shall pass. Rick, we ready to go? Roger, we are ready to go. Good stuff. Here we are on the fourth, man. Yes, we are, sir. It's isolated. It's terrible. Uh, so what's going it on is. in the world? Well, again, just like you say, just try to figure out this new social distancing and yeah. uh, and quarantining and isolation. And, um, you know, for those that are listening or are in the Greenville area or the upstate of South Carolina, uh, today, I am literally sitting on my back porch of my house, enjoying this beautiful yeah. weather. Well, that's why we live in South Carolina. It's great weather today. I'm loving it. And, uh, but like every place else, we've had some changes that have been made. We have a beautiful downtown area, but now the governor of our state is said uh, we cannot congregate in groups of three or more and uh, an area called Falls Park um, has been closed. Yeah, can you believe that? I mean, what a gorgeous area, but you know, it's a ghost town is what we've got going yeah. in the middle of it. Well, and, and you did your broadcast this morning, didn't you? I, didn't, I did not get a chance to look at it. I'll, I'll hopefully get to see the uh, replay and those that did not get to well first of all you did get to do it right no i did oh. not they they contacted me and they they the tv station decided no guests on for a while because of this virus they're not they're not interviewing anybody not but anybody they called everybody and said don't come so i didn't make well, it. Shoot. but again <laughs> yeah that's well you do what Oh, that's what goes on. I was ready, but they were, you know, they're, again, it, it's interesting how you think things are tight, but you go along and you realize, man, they can get tighter. And that's what happened this morning. And so right now, there's kind of a moratorium you're saying on guests until we start seeing yeah. a downward slope in the uh, yeah, that, infection. Not like, you know, we get, you've got to kind of Keep your distance and make sure you're safe. Just try to make everybody safe. And uh, to do that, you just can't be around people. Uh, I mean, but there, when I did it last time, there was probably about three people in the whole studio. Yeah. So that was it. So it wasn't like a lot of people in that, but that must have been too much, too much of a risk for them. So. No, not doing that either. Yeah. But when they call, I'll be ready to go. I told them I'm, I'll be ready for them. Yeah. You know, I, I guess my reality hit, I guess it was last night uh, uh, in that with the world of social media now, there's a site, you know, that um, kind of keeps people up to date on old, uh-huh. old classmates and everything. And I saw that uh, – a gentleman that I went to school with up in Jersey uh, when I lived up there, uh, my age passed away two days ago from the coronavirus. And uh, I didn't know him real well. I didn't come from a huge high school up there, but it was, you know, 
big enough that I knew of him, but not not him. But but again, I guess that was. But I didn't. So now I now I unfortunately can say I've known someone who has uh, died of the coronavirus. I think that's the way it goes. I think you look up, and boy, people, but especially our age, Rick, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a hey, you know, it's it's just somebody gets it, and it, if you're a, a little weak, it just takes you. I mean, it's not like it, you know, it's discriminate. It's indiscriminate. It's just gonna find people, and certainly people that we know are very vulnerable and. Northeast, whoa, buddy, you know that there's a lot of crud up there right now. Yep. So, got him. Yeah. I've not heard anybody from uh, where I went to, to high school in Oklahoma to uh, have any problems, but I'm I'm just waiting. It'll be a, a, the, the time will come that either people here in South Carolina, people in Oklahoma start dropping too. That's the way it goes. Yep. And then, you know, we're seeing all these things come out about this and that right before we connected for this podcast that we're on right now. I was walking past the television to go outside and there was a show on saying that vitamin D seems to be effective. And I guess not, I don't know if it would protect you from the virus, but it'd make your immune system a little bit stronger and then right. on, on Facebook Messenger, something came across that um, some doctor said that the ones that are dying have taken ibuprofen and not to take ibuprofen. Yeah, that's a, but I think you, 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 you're bringing up a real good point, Rick. I think information-wise, with the internet and everything, it's like we're drinking out of a fire out of a fire hydrant. I mean. It's just so much. I mean, and every day you look up, it's new. It's more. It's it's too too much for the average human being to uh, ingest. You know, you hear this, and one day it take this and take that. I mean, you'd have to live in a room full of pills. Right. <laughs> well, going exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly, Roger. And and this is where we start using our critical thinking skills. Is you know. There's so much, unfortunately, a lot of the information that's out there is completely hogwash, for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, and, oh, without a doubt, I think. And, and you know, it, it, that one gentleman who took the wrong form of that uh, malaria drug, which turned out to be a be the, uh, designed to kill parasite fish, I mean, parasites <laughs> for fish tanks. But, yeah, I hate that, but that, that's, uh, Rick, I think that's the normal. I think that that's what's going to happen. I think p- we are going to overload on information, and we are going to make decisions that are deadly based on a misrepresentation of information. So, I, I, you know, I think you've, you've got to be patient with information. You know, it's not like uh, if, if, if you're already so sick, that you've been doing something desperate, you know, that that's not a good place to be. That's psychologically uh, a risky place for you to be. And I think some people are there. And I think they're very fearful and very knee-jerky. And when you are, buddy, just, ugh, do not play pretty. Do not play pretty at all. Yeah. 
and that that's true. That's what it is. That's a lot of times people are making knee jerk decisions or knee jerk reactions. Yeah, without yeah. The right information. Right. They're they're just driven. I have never in my lifetime seen people so driven by fear. I mean, and you're thinking, what were they thinking? And then you realize they weren't. Mm-hmm. They weren't acting. They were reacting. And that's that's what we've got on our hands. And so that really that ability to be focused and patient uh, it's it's very important for survival right now for people. But I think I think you you've pointed out, you know, right there that you know you get around people and they oh I'm not doing this and I believe this is the right thing, and then they do it, and it turns out not to be the right thing. It turns out to be the deadly thing. Yep. Well, and again, hopefully those that we can get to listen that are listening is the other side of where we take these knee-jerk or fear, fear-driven reactions. Um, that's what creates overcrowded <laughs> ER rooms. That's what yeah. creates, um, you know, going and getting a, you know, again, I, I was watching another show, I guess, last night or something, that, you know, go, if you're going to go check to see if you have the coronavirus just to see if you got it, but you have no symptomology, then what you're doing is you're taking away precious time from those that are truly symptomatic and need those tests, and you're exposing yourself to people that have coronavirus. So, again, you know, you think about it. Okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go check to see if I have it. So I will yeah. go around a bunch of people who say they have it, just to see if I don't have it. You know, and you right. think, okay, where's the thinking in this? Well, and, and I think you get it right there. That's a great place, Rick. Where's the thinking in this? In this next segment, Roger and I are just simply talking about the power of community, and when we all work towards a solution how powerful that makes each and every one of us. And to just start using some common sense and appreciate what we are getting out of this. Where's the thinking in this? I think that's part of what we're trying to do here is we're trying to tell people, think about it, think about it, pause, take a second. And and you can imagine people that are not in a place that they need to be checking on it, going and getting it checked is wearing out the healthcare worker. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine how frustrating it is for a healthcare worker to be sitting there. They're already tired. They're already overloaded. They're trying to get it done and help the the truly sick. And all of a sudden, somebody comes along and, well, I didn't have anything better to do. I think I'll go over and check, make sure I got it. And I'm going to be hanging around with a bunch of other people who might got it. And that that environment is making a whole group of people weary. The people who are getting, the people who are helping, are both just wearing out doing that kind of stuff. And I think that's something that I, I I did not see coming. You know, I did not see that there would be useless overloads. What I call it. Just, yeah. I, I think it's kind of like the toilet paper issue, you know, I mean, yep. I, I, I couldn't believe when I went to Costco and I looked 
And, you know, Costco has a giant wall full of toilet paper. And I go over there, and it's completely empty. I'm thinking, really? I said, the, the, where did people get this idea? But it's driven by non-thinking fear. Non-thinking fear, I think. If, if there's something I would put as a, a product of this issue, it's non-thinking fear. I, I, just, I can't believe it. I cannot believe how that is is we have a whole society driven in that with that mindset it's crazy it is yeah and and so yeah again we could just encourage people that you know if you if no one has not heard what the symptomology or symptoms are of the coronavirus then um i guess you just woke up from a long coma (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because when, it is- Rick, think about it in this last week. If you've turned on ABC, NBC, CBS, they weren't not talking about the virus. I, I couldn't believe it. I yep. mean, there's never a time. I don't care if it's five in the morning. I don't care if it's three in the morning. I don't care if it's 10 at night. I don't care. And I don't care which station you're looking at. They're always talking about it. To say you don't know is like, you got to be kidding me. That's just a, insanity just insanity yeah yeah because you know so again it's, it's simply they're saying it's a fever it could be like uh starting to feel like you're getting the flu but it does have a upper respiratory symptomology to it um but if you don't have a fever and you don't have the upper respiratory uh then that's a pretty good indicator that the symptoms aren't there yet, but the scary thing about this one, again, is they say you can be asymptomatic for quite a while uh, before they actually show up. And that's what we saw. I, I guess that's what they're thinking. They saw, our, you know, in fact, you, you studied down in New Orleans. You know New Orleans. Oh. And, you know, Mardi Gras, yeah, Mardi Gras was just down there. And, you know, no one was thinking about coronavirus, but now they're finding out that the virus can live in the body for a week or two before you start getting symptoms. And so they just had this huge blowout down there with people literally side by side and now new orleans unfortunately is paying the price and seeing they're the epicenter now that's coming up right right and and that's boy what a what a what if you if you've ever been to mardi gras man you talk about rick a breeding ground for the virus my lord i mean that town that time, that situation, you know, and people uh, are not thinking about one thought, one word, Rick, and that's protection. People don't go to Mardi Gras for protection. They go to Mardi Gras to wig it out, and they go and go and go, and they stay up late at night, and they get drunk, and I mean, you can just imagine by hearing about it, how it lowers the immune system. I mean, that is the nature of the, of the festival. And and you've got all these people here, and so many of them, you know, come out of the woodwork, Rick. They're, they're like country people that show up. It's not like, you know, you have this sophisticated party group, you know, like a James Bond movie. No, I mean, it's like coming from the country, and they're isolated, and, and if they're kind of sick, nobody would know it. But, man, you get all these isolated people in this one area, and then you lock them in for a weekend. 
Can you imagine? I mean, everything about that says breeding ground, breeding ground. And that's what you get. You get it. It's, it's just a entire. So uh, am I surprised? Heck no. If, if Did I remember what it was like? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that would and my thinking is, man, I'm, uh, am I surprised that this kind of crud is happening right now? No, I am not surprised. It's, it was terrible, but it's, you know, nobody thought it was ever be like, I mean, you and I in our whole lifetime never seen anything like this. So you can just imagine the, the, the millions of dollars that have been lost if people would have been precautious <laughs> during Mardi Gras. That isn't going to happen. People are not going to do that. And I think if, if there's a whole group of people who still are not cautious they're not they're not thinking hey they don't care they're gonna get me they're 10 feet tall and bulletproof and bam they get it and it's not pretty no it's not and and, and again like you said our age group and those with uh underlying and, and and it's it's underlying medical issues such as diabetes such as uh heart disease of course um and any type of lung diseases and, and so and how much of our country is either pre-diabetic or type 2 diabetic nowadays and obesity and so forth that you know we're looking at yeah so all we can do is just encourage people to yeah be cautious there's the, this, the key yeah phrase rick the key phrase you have it right there right there is that what we ought to be broadcasting to people be cautious could happen if people acted like this i guarantee it's lowering the curve all of a sudden less people are getting it just because they're saying well maybe i'm being overly cautious and what we're saying is yeah yeah, what a what a great idea! What a great move! Yes, be overly cautious. Yeah, if anybody wants to look at a visual representation of what's going on in the world today, John Hopkins' uh, website has a great map of the history and then today going up to today of the uh, uh, how the coronavirus has impacted the world and. For the first two months, it was a you saw a fairly maybe a ten to fifteen degree rise in the line, and it was going going along, but not too dramatic. And then about mid March, if you look at this thing, it's literally shooting straight up. Uh, you know, it says right now we got uh, almost six hundred thousand confirmed cases. The United States is now yeah. number one with confirmed cases. Well, and I think that I think. It's at the core of all that, Rick, is about taking it seriously. I think, I think the attitude in some groups has been not us. It's not going to get us. It's, it's not real. It's not a real issue. And we're too much. We're worrying too much about it. And I think this is the consequence of that. I mean, and now we're back to what you said a minute ago, which is be cautious, you know. There isn't anybody out there with perfect health, and so you have to be super cautious. 
uh, could you be the one? Yeah. And the one is is going up, like you say. It's like, wait a minute. You know, we were all sitting around. It was we were we got complacent, and this is where our complacency has gotten us. It's gotten us in trouble. Is what it's gotten us, and that's not good. Yep. And you know, there's that old saying out there that if you don't learn from history, history will repeat itself. In doing a little bit of reading on the uh, 1918-1919 pandemic that hit, you know, it was interesting because that was right at the end of World War One. But one way it spread, ironically, was you know, of course, they didn't have the amount of transport transportation we did do today. But we were we were sending Americans over to Europe uh, to fight in the uh, trenches alongside uh, other countries. And when the pandemic hit the first time, that's how it got back to the United States. Soldiers were being infected and were coming back home at the end of the war uh, with it. And yet, I don't know how many people realize, I didn't realize this, but you know, it kind of started settling down and then they had a second uh, uh-huh. hit of it. And, and again, social distancing because people, I guess got yes. too complacent and uh, so, so it hit again, but I did find out the other day, there was oh, a third really? round of it. Wow. Um, yeah. So that, that's yeah. how so many people died. So, so again, it is going to be time, but it, it is going to understand that even when things start looking like they're going downhill, I, I you know, I, I'm just concerned that, what happens when the second wave hits, hopefully in 2020, you know, they will start having advancements in the vaccine and, and better feel as to how to treat it without it developing to major complications. But I hope I'm wrong, but unfortunately I'm thinking that even if this does start calming down a little bit, that when people start going back out there and living their normal lives, we, we just, we probably should have an expectation that we are going to have. Rick, I think what you're going to see is two groups of people. I think you're going to see a group of people who are going to be uh, overly uh, involved. Well, as Roger and I finish our discussion today, if you and your family are in self-isolation, just remember, before you start thinking about getting up on the roof, Go outside and take a walk, enjoy the weather, play catch with the kids. What happens when the second wave hits, hopefully in 2020, you know, they will start having advancements in the vaccine and and better feel as to how to treat it without it developing to major complications. But I hope I'm wrong, but unfortunately I'm thinking that even if this does start calming down a little bit, that when people start going back out there and living their normal lives, we, we, just, we probably should have an expectation that we are going to have hey, Rick, a Rick, I round. think what you're going to see is two groups of people. I think you're going to see a group of people who are going to be uh, overly uh, involved. They're going to go and they're going to get in groups and they're going to, get, they're going to be involved and say, oh, great, good, I'm back, I missed it, let's get together. And then there's going to be another group that says, ah, you know, I'm not going to be in a hurry. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of be cautious. 
And I think the the percentage of those two groups mentality is what's going to make the difference. I think if people and you know, and again, <laughs> you hit it on the head. It's about being cautious. I think when this begins to lift, I hope America says, Let, let's not get too excited. Let's not get in a hurry. Let's not jump on in. And let's not believe we're 10 feet tall and bulletproof. No, we're susceptible. Mm-hmm. We need to be cautious. We need to take things a step at a time. And we need to slowly move to interacting with each other. And hopefully carrying our hygienic ideas with us uh, at that time, I think is what's going to make a difference. If not, you're going to see the same oh, thing you did in World War One. People are going to go out there, they're going to get in the middle, they're going to think it's not going to happen to them, and then boom. It not only happens, but it happens bigger. And that's both. Right. And and if we, uh, if we can come out of this and say, okay, the handshake is a thing of the past, you know. Yeah. People started shaking hands back in the time of the nights just to show right. they weren't carrying a weapon. Maybe we don't need to do that anymore. And that washing our hands, guess what? Your mama was right. When oh. she told you to wash your hands before lunch and after yeah. you go to the bathroom. Stuff. Right. Yeah, she was right. We're, you know, you, you need to wash your hands. And, was, and yeah, really, so hopefully some of these positive things will come out. High- hygiene in that day was very limited you know when we were growing up it wasn't like everything was did we have uh the hand sanitizer no you know and uh we we had we did things that were just like you got to be kidding me they were so unhygienic but they were just a normal thing you did but as things have gone along we've got more and i think we've got to hold on to that We've got to say, okay, it's not that we have to. It's just a good precautionary measure to do that. That 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 ought to be at the forefront of what we're thinking about. Can we can we have precautionary measures in our life uh, to take care of ourselves, or are we going to go back and say, nah, everything's good? We, we weathered that that wave and there's no more waves coming. <laughs> That's, that right there, that thought right there is going to kick people in the hiney is what's going to happen. That is not going to be a good moment. Oh, uh, yep. That's so true. And uh, so, yeah, so hopefully guys that are listening, you know, Look at the positivity is also we start like we yeah. talked about our last podcast, start, you know, talk look at areas of humor, you know, and let humor, you know, be part of your life. Uh, enjoy the families, enjoy the weather. If you got are able to in the areas you're in, if not, uh, spring will be here well, for and, you soon. And Rick, I think a big um, lesson in this too is what speed are you running your life? And, and, and I think before mm-hmm. this came about, a lot of people, t- too fast, too fast for them to be able to control their life and their lives. I, I think I was seeing more people's lives wrecked based on the speed of their life. 
how 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 fast they had uh, created their life, and maybe in this, it's it's a good message. Hey, maybe we, we just need to crank the speed down a little bit. You know, I, I mean, this is drastic because of the the virus, but if we just as a whole community cranked it down a little bit maybe we not only would be half healthier but we'd be happier and we we'd, i think we would you know save our life more at a reasonable speed yep yeah so that and uh, yeah maybe yeah exactly this is a good way to start yeah, yeah. appreciating the uh there, things down. I think at the core probably what we want to tell our listeners is there is a lesson to be learned. Will everybody learn it? No. But is it out there to be learned? Yes. And and I and I can't believe that part of the lesson is not about speed. You know, this has really forced us to crank it down. And aren't we better to crank it down? Aren't, aren't we having more depth and insight and quality in our life by cranking it down some? I can't help but believe that mm-hmm. that is a piece of that is part of the lesson to be learned from this um, virus. I, 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 I do not believe it. We just got the let's keep on going. Let's crank it back up. And I, I guarantee you, Rick, there's going to be people that do that. I mean, they they are like people at a track race. You know, they're they're in the the running blocks. They're ready to get. They're waiting for the gun to go off, for the 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 virus to go, and then boom, they're gonna hit it and hit it as hard, and they will look. This is a great opportunity to get back to speed, and the person who gets back to speed the fastest is the winner. No, the you know, it's like. Whoever dies with the most points, well, I mean, with the most toys, still dies. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you just die with bigger toys. That's it. No, but maybe we need to, yeah, um, yeah. you know, die with dignity, slow down a little bit, uh, savor the moments with, with that we do have, and and that in the long run. You know, spiritually, mentally, you know, we will be better people. We we will be better to each to our not only to other people, Rick, but to ourselves. I think people got into a place where they're not that good to each other, <laughs> to themselves. And then once you start abusing yourself, it's easy to be, abuse other people. And that I think that is a piece of where we've gotten. And hopefully, with this isolation. It's causing us to kind of sit down and to rethink, you know, wait a minute, what, what am I doing with my life? How am I investing my moments? And and being able to review that, I think, is going to make all the difference in the world. Exactly. So that's, you got some very good ideas and, you know, just you know, slow down and appreciate your good health that you have yeah, go now, for, and go for quality. All not that we quality. do have. Slow down. You know, I, yeah. I noticed during this time I've been reminded of the old 
Simon and Garfunkel song. You know, slow down, you can go too fast. You got to make the morning. Somehow that is running my mind. And I thought, that's what, they, yeah, they, they, they had it when they were singing that. That was a good message for us to learn during this time is slow down. You know, be cautious. Take things a moment at a time. Yep. Well, and with that said, Roger, I think that's a okay. good stopping place for today. And um, we got, you know, but, you know, we may look at doing this a little bit more often than every <laughs> seven hey, days. It's just a matter of that's you, okay with you to. Today you call, con- I'm here, we get it done. Hey, it's all good. That, like we say all the time, nothing better than being on the porch. Yeah. That's right. And so, guys, if anything, and if you make it to the end of this recording or <laughs> th- this podcast, which is a recording, uh, just think to yourself, you know, how you're going to take some time for you and your loved ones. And if you're in an area where you can enjoy the weather, at least get out there, uh, social distance yourself from everybody, but just enjoy the sunshine and the well, I'd say fresh air, but unfortunately here in the upstate, uh, all I see is yellow on everything. Amen, so amen. so hope, hopefully soon that'll be gone. Until next time, Rick. Okay, Rogers. Always okay, enjoyed it. See you later. Yep. Bye-bye. Sounds good.